Hello and welcome back to the Technology Advice Podcast. My name is Clark and I'm so excited to have you joining me here today. We are back from a short little break. I've been focusing on building out the tech conference calendar and getting it to a place where I'm so excited for you to go take a look at it and let me know what you think. It's going to be an enormous value for IT professionals just like yourself to find out the next big tech conference that's happening in your area and the industry and category that you're most interested in. So go take a look, technologyadvice.com slash events. This next interview I'm about to play, I had such a great time at G-Summit. It's gamification.co's big gamification conference. Go figure, right? It's the biggest and best of its kind. And man, this event was spectacular. So I was on site doing some podcasting the whole time. And this one interview I'm about to play, it was it just really spoke to me in a way that I, I wanted to put it on this technology advice podcast. And if you've been listening with us before, you're going to recognize. Here's my interview with Nicole Azaro. I can't wait for you to listen. So here we go. Here on site at G Summit, this has been such a fun experience, such a fun conference. I've been doing podcast interviews with speakers, vendors, sponsors, anyone who's got a unique and valuable perspective on the gamification industry, and it's a really bright future. I think I've got the best job here because I get to sit down with all these amazing individuals and really get a flavor and get a, a, a have my uh, have my my finger on the pulse of what's happening and i always love to ask what's happening next so i'm about to do an interview right here i'm sitting with nicole lazaro from zeo designs she's someone who i've done an interview with before for their technology advice podcast and it was such a great experience such a great so much great content uh, we had to break it into two interviews because she's got so much original thoughts so um, so nicole thank you so much for joining me again and I'm um, so happy to see you and meet you in person. Hey, Clark. Thanks. Thanks for having me back again. Oh, Lovely to be here. Of course. Absolutely. And so I did get to pop into your session just at the very end. I've been sitting here at this little, I'm calling it the pop-up studio. I found these really comfy sofa chairs. Just, They're awesome. Just, uh, it, it was almost like they knew I was coming because I had these. And um, So I've been camped out here this whole time, and, but I did. I could, I could recognize your voice when you're speaking in the main room. So I popped over for just a minute, but... You were presenting on, the, it's all about the four keys of fun, but your presentation here is unlocking human potential through play. So that's kind of like the bread and butter of Zeo Designs. So you're the founder and president of Zeo Designs. And it was so funny because when I did our first interview, when I asked about like your influence and impact, I think I was looking at outdated information because at the time it was like 100 million interactions. But then you, you corrected me because it is. It's actually, yeah, we've been. Uh, basically, we've served 100, I mean, sorry, we've served 1 billion. <laughs> I'm messing you up now. <laughs> you are, certainly. Yeah, well, we like to think of it as 1 billion players served. Oh, that's like, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> I get you now. That's that's great. So, yes, and we're going to talk a little bit about your presentation. We're going to talk about just unlocking human potential through play. And so, what do you think, for someone who was unable to make it to your presentation, what are some of the main takeaways? Yeah. So what what we did what I spoke about is really it's the, it was uh, the talk is called the science you know the science of fun three ways that games can make you happier and save the world, and essentially with the uh, the mantra of unlocking human potential through play which is Zero Design's mission, is 
the is how can we take this conversation of how games can change the world or how games can you know make things more fun and you know I can accomplish a business objective and you know I can make myself you know uh, you know smarter or uh, run more or something like that. Well, let's get really down and dirty and into like the real psychology of fun. Like, get, let's get as close to the hardware as we can. So this was a great, really fun talk, really fun talk to do, uh, because I really looked into like what are three ways that we could right now, you know, do things that we could do with games to make ourselves happier. And so it turns out the the neuroscience uh, is is really there. We're right about there, um, and in the sense that what there are is there are uh, four. There are four chemicals in your head, if you will. There are lots of chemicals in your head, but there's some. There are four that are actually particularly well uh, well suited because they uh, to make yourself they, they they create happy they create happiness. So these are four feel good chemicals, and uh, one is uh, one is dopamine, one is oxytocin, uh, and um, one is serotonin, and then one is uh, endorphin. And uh, I usually I didn't talk about endorphin in this particular talk just because we ran out of time. But if you think about it. What we could do, what the opportunity is, if we've got you know dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphin, all of those, all of those chemicals. What if we had a game, uh, or maybe a series of games, or maybe just like these little game-like activities that we could play on a daily basis? And if we did that, we could actually give our brains its daily dose of happy hormones, right? Happy neurotransmitters, you know, DOSE, you know, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphin. Oh, that's so. great! Oh, <laughs> I, I just love this. This is excellent. Yeah. One billion served and uh, one billion doses, basically, is kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. But. Well, what we're doing is we're looking at, like, what would make, uh, you know, how could you create these, how could you create these chemicals? You know, how could you create these things in your brain? They're already there. There's already these processes that are there. And how can you do them to actually help you accomplish your goals? So what I like to do when I'm doing this kind of work, anyway, is think about, have people think about, you know, thinking about a dream, thinking about something that, that you personally maybe want to do. So maybe it's, you know, go visit the space station. Maybe it is learn how to play the piano. Maybe it is write a novel or a screenplay. Uh, maybe Some it is big have, things. Yeah. These are big objectives. These can be really big objectives. Maybe it's, you know, have your own podcast. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That, that's a big objective, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So and then what can you do with that, with that dream? How could we make that dream happen? by getting a daily dose of these hormones. And so if you think in the game designer in me says like, well, what could we do to combine, combine these things? So if you think about it, like I, I like to run, this is just a little story, is I like to run in, in the East Bay Hills here. And there is one, there's one hill on the Westridge Trail that's just an amazing hill. It's like 800, 1,000 feet in elevation and a mile in distance, right? So it's one mile uphill, run one mile uphill. And, you know, so I was like, but I, I, I didn't, I hated walking. You know, it's like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn how to do this. Uh, and so I just set myself a goal. And I said, well, let's just run. And when we can't run anymore, we'll walk. But we're just going to note where that was. And uh, so sure enough, I ran only about a quarter way up or whatever. And then it's like, I got to walk. So I just noted where that was. And, but no, you know, I didn't get down to myself about it. It's like, look, that was our goal. We achieved it. Great. Yay. All right. Yay me. And then finish the run, walk, run, walk, and then, the, but the next day, which was part of the game, was like, the next day I just had to run again, but I just make it like 100 yards further than where I stopped that, the first time. It's like, well, okay, I should be able to do that. And sure enough, I did. It's like, okay, great. And then it's like, ugh, I gotta stop. All right, so I stopped and walked and did the run, walk, run, walk thing, came down. The third day, I was like, okay, so I've got to get 100 yards beyond day two, right? And on the third day, I was like, well, you know, I've gone 100 yards, and actually, I still want to keep going. So I went quite a bit further, quite a bit further before I had to walk. 
you know, over several more of these uh, things. And, you know, by day four and five, I was actually just, I, I could just run the whole hill. Like Forrest Gump style. You just, you just, just let like, loose. Just let loose and just did it. Just did it. I mean, it was like the whole Nike just do it thing. And then, and then realizing that, and then what I realized is that it wasn't the hill at all. It wasn't my oxygen. It wasn't my conditioning. It was the thing that was holding me back, the thing that was forcing me to walk, the thing that was getting between me and the goal, the obstacle, was my fear. My fear of running out of breath, my fear of like, oh, this is too much, or being overwhelmed. It was complete mental game. And so I turned that, that whole experience into a story, and I used that story as a metaphor in my own life. When I'm you know, feeling like I'm overwhelmed, or I'm feeling like, oh, I can't do it, or I've got this huge thing I want, you know, I need to, this big goal that I need to accomplish. I was like, look, you just, I just have to think about it. It's like, look, you can just break this down into achievable steps. And chances are when you're there, you're going to find something that, you know, just like I did, it was really just me getting in my own way. And, uh, you know, as long as I, you know, put in the work, did the time, that you could actually do it. So that's my sort of dopamine story, which is I, I basically, so, you know, these are the little rewards I gave myself. These are the goals. And, you know, I set my uh, goals. And that's one way, that's like then the first way that you can use to, um, you know, create a game of your own life to make yourself happy. So if it was a screenplay you want to write, you know, you write the, you know, you write the outline or whatever it happens to be. Okay. So the dopamine mm-hmm. approach, that's, yeah. that's more just when you think of as steps. Right. Well, in, in, in dopamine, basically I should mention a let, little let's bit. Let's talk about each one if yeah. you can just yeah, for a moment. Yeah. Dopamine, so, so, so dopamine is a Yeah, dopamine is a um, neurotransmitter, and it's really involved in the reward system. Now, what people don't know is it's really the anticipation of reward. Right. It's not the That's thing the you feel after. Right. Yeah. And it's, the, it's actually more of a striving emotion. And it is one that gets us focused on a new goal. It's one that, you know, helps us get, you know, put in the effort. It actually allows us to uh, get extra resources in order to, ooh, get that last thing, that last berry. And then it does help also in laying down the pathways to learn, okay, now next time I'm in this situation, then this is what I do to get the goal. And so dopamine's involved, dopamine is, is involved is involved in that. And then what and in the gamification industry though, of course, is what people forget or don't realize about it is that it's you know, if you, they think about gamifying something as, you know, adding a bunch of badges. And sure you feel good about a badge the first couple times, but after a while, you know, you just you have to keep upping the dose because they're not novel anymore. You have to keep, you know, getting more, you know, more stuff. So if you think instead about dopamine in a different way, which is more about it's the anticipation of the reward and that it's not um, somebody else giving me a badge for it or really a badge at all. It was just me. And it wasn't really like I was going to go eat chocolate cake or something like that. It was just me recognizing, hey, I did it. And that moment of I did it really sealed the deal. So oxytocin, that's that's dopamine. Oxytocin is really called the cuddle hormone, you know, that you, you know, you get. Right, together, yes. right. So, and it's about, it's like, it's, it's very involved in social bonding. And uh, it comes from touch, you know, from touch, from warm baths, from, you know, gazing into someone's eyes, you know, all of these things create uh, a feeling of, of social bonding. It can also, though, create a feeling of, um, so we, we can get it to, you know, include in our in-group, it tightens our social bonds with our in-group. It will also strengthen the repulsion of the people outside that group. And so, you know, you Why have do you think that. it does that? Why do you think that's the case? Well, basically, it's a, mod- it's a magnifier. It's a magnifier. And so this person is safe. You're, you're or, you know, as a, uh, we're social animals. So that's why we're, that's sort of how we're wired is that we are safe. We have safety in numbers. And so basically my looking at you, for example, and if, or, you know, at, you know, for someone, you know, someone who's my friend or, you know, my lover or something is if they're, you know, if they're touching, if they touch your hand, they stroke your hand, you look in their eyes. 
um, then that sort of tells uh, oxytocin that helps the um, stimulate your, your reward pathways um, at the sight of that person. So their face, their, their, the sound of their voice becomes very unique. And uh, that's in a sense of falling in, that's a, that's, a, that's a part of falling in love. And then staying in love, uh, people are recommending that, the neuroscience is recommending that you uh, be sure that you have enough physical contact with the other person uh, because that, that keeps the level of oxytocin sort of high, as it were. Uh, and so then, of course, if you, if you look at someone else's face and then there's, you know, not love, but anger or whatever, contempt or something, then you know that that's distancing yourself. So it's really regulating how close or, or it's really involved in the decisions of like how close or how far away I am from someone. Okay. So then speaking of, um, you know, faces and stuff like that, serotonin is uh, really involved in um, the, uh, it's, it's, uh, the receptors are usually in the uh, hippocampus, a lot of them are. And uh, that is involved in my general good mood. You know, whether something is good or bad is often happens in the hippocampus. Like, is this good for me? Is this bad for me? Uh, you know, am I in a, um, a fast or a, fi a famine? So, I mean, I'm in a famine or in a feast sort of state. You know, mm -hmm. is there lots of food or is there little food? Most serotonin is actually in the gut, about 80% of it. Really odd. It's also the same process that's used in social ranking. And so what's really interesting is that within the social rankingness of... Um, uh, of serotonin that, uh, well, essentially, like, the higher you are in the social rank, the more food you have access to, right? Because you eat first. And so if you get too far down in the pecking order, you know, you're going to starve, right? Because maybe nobody, you know, nobody's going to feed you or something or let you have any food. And so that's when sometimes uh, if you get too low on serotonin, you can actually become angry because that anger helps you fight off people with higher in that rank, you know, so that you have access to, to food. Uh, very kind of it's, it's all kind of getting down to the survival thing, but you know, think about how serotonin just backing up moods. You know, good moods, bad moods. You know, so raising the serotonin level can help. You know, feel like you are you know higher in social rank, and uh, then endorphin, of course, is the is a feel good. It's a masking has a more masking pro property. So when I run, for example, in the hills, you know, I, I come back, I have this endorphin rush, and it masks any physical pain. Uh, same thing will happen if you eat a really spicy taco at lunch. You know, this afternoon. If you eat really spicy taco, then uh, your body thinks it's on fire. It will give you an endorphin rush, which feels good in a sense. And so you can hack the body that way. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's, that's kind of uh, how, how, it, uh, how it goes. And so if you think about how could we hack, so how can these make me happy? Well, if you think about dopamine and, and setting and accomplishing goals, creating a little daily habit at the end, like celebrating in a little personal way. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Like, yes, these are, no matter how small it was, these are the things I accomplished. Just, every day. Yeah, every That's day. That's really important. Every day. And then before you go to bed or, or, you know, at the end of the day. And then that gets you in the habit of, you know, giving yourself a little bit of dopamine every day. Oxytocin is more about the social connections. So being able to, you know, touch or reach out or, you know, you can actually, you know, it's also, it doesn't have to be physical contact. You can also, um, you, know, you know, take walks, have dinner. You can hug. You can hug, dance, sing, you know, move together with another person. And that all generates oxytocin as well. Uh, Dr. Paul Zak has this wonder, has wonderful research on uh, on how to create oxytocin through physical behavior. So you can imagine ga gamifying your life and creating opportunities for oxytocin during the day. So we've got dopamine going, which is it makes us happy. We've got oxytocin that makes us, you know, getting us, making us happy. And then serotonin is more about respect of others. And so at the accomplishment, and this one's a little bit tricky because in the accomplishment of something. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, you know, it, if you're young, then you can just go to mom, hey, mom, look what I did, you know, and then she'll approve it or whatever, and you feel great. Um, but it's a little bit hard to show up at work and say, oh, my gosh, look at what great job, because if you do that every day, people are going, all right, all right. Uh, 
But if you can create some sort of game with somebody in your life where this is what I did and then you know, the person shares what they did and you give each other like back, back pats or whatever, right. then you the have digital. a little bit of you know, serotonin boost. And there's, in our last interview, you said something that really just stuck with me. I was talking about why, why social media is, is so important. And when you, when you like, like or you know, plus one something, it's, uh, I think you're like, you were saying like it's picking the digital flea off of someone. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. It's basically we're primates. And it's the like button is me on Facebook is the, me just picking a digital flea off of you. It's saying, hi, how are you? And, you know, very, and, and you've got it, you've got it, because Facebook, Twitter, social media, uh, LinkedIn, you know, Spotify, uh, you know, um, Instagram, all of these things, they have a little bit of leaderboardness to them, right? They have a little bit of respect. And the idea is that you, uh, it's, it's rec- needs to recognize your accomplishment, but it needs to come from, that, that recognition needs to come from uh, someone you respect, so if I just get a badge that, you know, Wikipedia uh, puts out, or not Wikipedia, but uh, that Huffington Post gives me, or, you know, I, I go to a big, you know, platform and they give me a, a um, you know, a, a badge for buying as many groceries or something like that, it doesn't, that's not going to really raise my serotonin levels near as much as if somebody that I know, that I respect, that's like maybe even above me, ideally, you know, even above me in the social hierarchy, if they come down and they say, hey, wow, that's really good, you're really smart here, or whatever, whatever it happened mm. to be, that rush of serotonin is like, oh, wow, okay. I, you know, that's a really positive feeling. And you think about how many people just do so much in life and they never get, you know, appreciated. They never get, you know, the, the, the pat on the back. And I noticed that you were, you know, congratulating, you know, some of, someone that here, some of the staff, the organizers of the conference. And that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's great. Yeah, that's, I love this. So we have one more and it's endorphin. Right. So the yeah. last part of the dose. Yes, endorphin. dose. So yeah, so endorphin really is about uh, it's about masking it's about masking pain. So you know, physical exercise, exposure, uh, exposure to sun also works with serotonin a little bit, uh, and then being able to laugh and cry. So laughing hmm. and crying in um, in content like in a movie, right? Laugh, cry. Uh, you know, in a, in a film with another person would be is a great way to bond socially with uh, oxytocin. Going on a thrill ride is great for oxytocin. If you want endorphins, uh, laughing and crying is a great way to get it, and then exercise. Basically, laugh, cry, and exercise. Those are the three <laughs> ways you can get uh, an endorphin rush. And then, of course, eat spicy foods. Really? Eat spicy foods, yeah. So the kapistan, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, is the, is the spice that you put on, like you find like an Indian or in uh, Mexican food or Thai food. It's the hot spice. So it's like chili or pepper. Does it have to be that special kind, or can anything spicy? Anything, pretty much anything spicy. And then if the spicy food is warm, you know, so it's also heat. Heat temperature hot as well as um, as as flavor hot, then that uh, magnifies the effect, and you will wow. get a little bit of a rush. That so you know and you know I do this like I'll throw some extra salsa or some extra hot peppers on my omelet in the morning, uh, you know just to get that little bit of like a, okay you know get get a little woken up uh, to start to start my day. So you can have these little rituals, and laughing of course is great, uh, especially with other people because you get laughing, you know you get endorphin rush for that, and you get the oxytocin. So that's even better. In the, uh, in the talk, I actually had people hug each other or shake hands, stuff like that. And uh, people were all excited and happy, and they could feel it in their bodies. So it's really, mm. it's really amazing how simple that is. And, how, and then, you know, it's ha- what a, what a, in terms of unlocking, coming back to unlock, how can we unlock human potential through play? It's really by understanding how, uh, how our brains work, how our emotions and actions interconnect, so that we can design the brain states that we particularly enjoy and the design the brain states also that we need to, you know, get our job done and, you know, keep our, you know, keep maintain our friendships 
and uh, you know, be success in the things that we want to do and pursue our dreams. It's really exciting. And another theme I feel like I've come across this year at G Summit is how positive thinking, how much, how many of the experts and thought leaders, it seems like the common thread is gamification can really be, I mean, it is, it's changing the world and it's making really positive impacts individually on people's lives, on organizations, on companies when it's done right. And so what I'm hearing from you, this whole conversation is about, I mean, you can, I mean, you can basically go game yourself is how I like that phrase, go game yourself. And you can, you make work fun. You can make these big objectives and goals in your life by just incorporating some of these, you know, using science and some of the game mechanics and some of the, you know, air quotes gamification. Um, yeah, you can really you can make a big impact on yourself yeah. and, and which then in part makes a big impact on others. Well, right. And then not only, you know, on yourself and you, you not only yourself, I think that's really important to say is that even better is when you apply these techniques to create games for yourself that actually have impact on the world. So, you know, some of my, you know, more popular Facebook posts are really about, you know, things I want to change about myself or about the, uh, about the, about the, the um, you know, about the industry, the industry, various industries that I'm in and about the world. So, you know, you are the game changer. You know, you can change, you, you are the game changer. You know, you can change the game for yourself, for your family and for the planet. So that's, you know, and that, that's, that's all you need to do. Great. So how about we go ahead and wrap this up and send people to your newly re redesigned website, right? Oh, thank you, yes. So Zeo Design, that's xeodesign.com. I get that Perfect. right? Perfect, yes. And it looks like you've also got a, another website that's I mean, it's probably a redirect. It's imagine. just a redirect. It's a okay. shorthand, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you also talk about the four keys to find, so that's the number four, K, two, and then the letter F. I think I said that right, yeah. Letter K, no, Gosh, number four, letter K, number two, letter F dot com. So right. just four characters. That's right. Maybe, yeah, I, so should, maybe I should have said it like fun. that. Yeah, yeah. four so keys basically is four K two F dot com. Yeah. Four, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, all this is, you know, it's very inspirational. It's very, very exciting to talk about. But someone does need to go to the website and they do need to actually look a little bit closer so they can design. So I want to try this too. I do want to, there are goals yeah. in my life that I want to try to. Exactly. Yeah. So if you think about like, you know, if you wanted to do goals, what does that relate to? Well, goals relates to hard fun and serious fun. So take a couple mechanics from hard fun in the four keys to fun and take an, a few mechanics from serious fun. Put those together and create yourself a little game plan for goals. And then that gets you dopamine, oxytocin, connection. Take some stuff from easy fun. So there's connect, you know, uh, cooperation, competition, lots of cool mechanics there. You can design yourself a little game that way. Same thing with serotonin, you know, getting uh, respect, which would be a combination of serious fun and people fun. So there's lots of little ways that you can use the, the four keys to... Use it as your map. Yeah, exactly. It's a map and a guide. Yeah. You got you, it. Are you still using the compass? I get like a compass on the website. Part oh, of yeah, design. yeah. The compass will come back. The compass, compass will come back. The compass is coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, it. If we, if, we get, if we get more... Well, now it's coming back. It's got to come back now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I always enjoy chatting with you, and I look forward to our next interview and our next, uh, next follow-up. Great. Well, thank you very much, and thank everyone out there uh, for listening. And there you have it. That was my interview with Nicole Lazaro at G Summit. It was such a fantastic event. I did a bunch of interviews. And if you want to go check those out, just go to gamification.co. You'll see all the recap interviews. They're still being posted. I interviewed so many people, so many great speakers, sponsors, and vendors. I, if I was to release one episode a week from just that, we would have 
a podcast that would go for six months nonstop. So it's a ton of stuff. So just go check it out. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about the new tech conference event calendar. I've been working a lot on this and it's for you. It's for the technology professionals out there who are wanting to figure out the best tech conference to attend next. And if you don't see your favorite tech conference on there, just let me know. I'm tweeting from at tech conferences on Twitter, and you can just find us online at technologyadvice.com. And as always, thanks, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Technology Advice Podcast. Bye.